0: Howard Tallman joins us on the Lisa Dent Show. It's sponsored by CareerVision.org. Howard is an American serial entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, an educator, writer, lecturer, art collector. And he also writes an article on Inc.com that millions of people read. Today's article is, You Need to Rewire the COVID Kids. (laughs) Howard, I got a kick out of this because... The people that are coming into the workplace now who have never been in a workplace have a whole different set of attitudes, because it's not one attitude. It covers a full spectrum, and it's something I think a lot of people just don't know how to cope with.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's going to be a problem for the next couple of years. And, you know, kids is probably the wrong phrase. I mean, because we have people in their late 20s, early 30s, I mean, they're... For all intents and purposes, this is the first time they're really entering the work world, and certainly the first time they're in the office. But you know, look, this has been lurking around for a while. I mean, we you know we have known for the last you know five or six years that all of a sudden everything was up for discussion. Everything was just somebody's opinion. <laughs> and there was no such thing as like this is right. Uh, but what what really is so bizarre is. Uh, you know, I think that we just aren't teaching the rigor in school that we used to. I mean, everybody, you know, you hear about people saying, "Well, it's good enough," you know, or "I want to get on to doing something else," or "You know, I got to get on with the rest of my life." I mean, it's it's just going to be very hard for traditional managers to try to create the sort of work culture and the work ethic that we took for granted in the past. I mean, we know. In other countries, this is going on, I mean, in a good way, in terms of their commitment. But in the United States, I mean, I, I think that we're going to have a generation here that, uh, you know, COVID hasn't helped, but neither has social media, neither has a lot of different things.
0: Yeah. Well, Howard, you know, I've got a 21-year-old, and when I talk to him and his friends, they have a thought process that they will never achieve what we have. They don't believe they'll ever be able to afford a house or have a big savings account. And and they've been told it, or they feel it, or they converse about it so much that they don't want it. It's almost like they're rejecting it. And I feel well that plays into a part of this attitude.
1: Well, I think, look, it's not that they don't want it. I mean, what's, what's worse, I, and by the way, I think that's fairly accurate. I mean, this could be the first generation that isn't, you know, upwardly socially mobile relative to their parents for, you know, the financial reasons that you described and for other reasons. But what what that, I don't want it, turns into is something that's even worse, and it's, it's sort of what I call the whatever, you know, syndrome. I mean, you know, you, you go into a store and somebody doesn't do a decent job or doesn't carefully pack up your groceries or somebody doesn't you know, give you the right information, and you try to be constructive, but to tell them that they made a mistake, and their attitude is whatever, you know, and it's so horrible, so horrible for business, it's so horrible for them, really, because, you know, on the one hand, they're very thin-skinned, you know, they don't want to be told anything, and then on the other hand, they're very thick-skinned, you can't get through them, you know, it's like, look, I'm trying to do this for you, and they're like, whatever, Tim, Whatever.
0: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I hear a lot? I know. I know. I know. And it yeah. seems to not even be an answer to what I'm saying to them. It's just he says all the time, to him, I know. Well, no, you don't know. That's why I'm trying to explain it to you right now. But I know, well, seems yeah, to be well, the catchphrase. And the other,
1: you know, there used, I mean, there used to be these cartoons. It was almost like an Abbott and Costello routine where, you know the answer to everything was why. You know, like a little three-year-old would say why. That's the world we live in. You know, it's there's it's not it's not a good answer to say because. You know, <laughs> because that's the way we've done it. That's the way we should do it. That's the way we need to do it. Everything is a discussion. Everything is a, you know. Let's have a vote and let's decide. And who says that that's right or that uh, that's wrong? You know, you can't you can't operate a business. You know, or look of anything else without some set of basic understandings. And, you know, it's it's very precarious with uh, with these kids because the other thing is I think a lot of them are much more focused on the life side of the life-work balance. And, you know, you get to do that when you're 45 or 50 maybe. You get to start thinking about that. But when you're 25, you know, you need to put your head down and focus on working and learning you know, how you're going to earn uh, living and how you're going to build a family and
0: build a future. Howard's there article is there. on Inc.com. And, Howard, one of the things that you you almost just touched on is you you in one of the paragraphs you say, Tom, a time-honored virtues and historical values such as focus, hunkering down, nose to the grindstone, perseverance, and learning before earning. And And nobody wants to learn before they earn. They're like, you need to pay me now and I'll learn on the job.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is, you know, this is a strange thing. And also, by the way, you know, just accepting criticism and thinking that it's well-intentioned instead of deflecting everything. You know, look, we had six years of Trump so far, and if anyone in the world was a greater master of the blame game than this guy, I don't know who it would be. But, I mean, you know, the latest quote from him was where he said to Good, you know, it's my doing. If it came out of bad, it's shame on you. I mean, this is like I win, tails to lose. <laughs> but you know,
0: this is listen to what's going on. I mean, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Okay, it's we've awesome. got a quick question from someone before we let you go. This is Howard Tolman. Sure. Howard is the general managing partner of G Two T Three V in Chicago High Tech Investors. This person said, Lisa, can you ask Howard why there's so much interest in investing in tech versus investing in manufacturing? I have a pa- I have patented a product that has tested great in test markets, but I can't find investment dollars?
1: Well, I th- I think, you know, first of all, it, that might have been uh, even more, less the case a while ago. Now that interest rates are growing up, I mean, everybody associates manufacturing with physical cost and with interest cost and with building systems and machines and things like that. And everybody's always thought of tech is very light in terms of capital requirements. You know, if you build a software product, you can sell a million of them and you have no marginal cost. You know, if you build any kind of physical product, it's a whole much much more complicated, much more costly thing. But the good news is that going forward, that change that's going to change. I mean if software ate the world for the last, you know, two decades, going forward the kinds of problems that we're going to have to sell and solve are really not technology based. Climate is not technology based. Environment is not technology based. Medicine is not really technology based. So the good news is a lot of the physical focus is coming back. You know, uh, the guy who used to run the Chicago College Department of Innovation, which the mayor got rid of, unbelievably, used to say you can't fill a pothole with software. And you mm-hmm. know, we're that's where we're at. You know, yeah. the next ten years are going to be about infrastructure. And that's all going to be physical, and that's really good for job creation. It's really good for the country.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. I have a feeling um, people are catching on now, so you'll be getting hit up with more questions every Tuesday, Howard. Good.
1: (laughs) Happy to to do it. Talk to you soon, Lee.
0: Howard Tolman. Follow him online, or definitely check out the article on Inc.com. It is brought to you by CareerVision.org.